0: Check, check, we recording KP? Man, we are recording guys, let's go! Project Mindset, episode 31, I am your host, Kevin Sturdivant, aka Coach Kevion, welcome to the most uplifting podcast on the planet. This is a bonus episode for you guys right here. As you know, we are in our 7 Equities series, where we are bringing in a specialist from every single different equity mindset health soul family social hustle money and at the same time we just finished a very very awesome event with our good friend Liz Hernandez for Wordiful happened this last Saturday March 9th official biggie day and it was such an awesome experience and I know that there were only about 350 people that got to experience it so with that being said what i wanted to do is i wanted to take a little break from our our seven equities series and give you guys this bonus episode where i'm going to uncover and discuss and share every single thing that i talked about there were five main points there were five things liz put together on the slideshow and liz asked me what the five things she feels are uh, my main principles, my main thoughts, and, and skill sets that I've learned over the last 20 years I've spent in the personal development field that I could share with her audience, and it was a lot of fun. So on this episode, what I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm going to share with you guys what those five key points were, so let's get it started. Number one... So the very first thing that Liz and I discussed, it popped up on the screen and it said, the ego is not your amigo. You guys may have heard me talk about this before. What do I mean by the ego is not your amigo? Well, I'll tell you where the story started for me. I was five years old. And it was Valentine's Day, I believe, like 1987, 1988. And I knew that Valentine's Day was a special day. I knew it was about love. I remember, um, you know, everybody was kind of handing out those notes. I think I was in preschool or maybe kindergarten. Um, and so I knew it was a day that was was special, and it was about love. And I remember my dad picked me up from school. And after school, he took me to this other girl's house. And I knew that something wasn't right. And I just, I just remember feeling that I shouldn't be there. But that was my dad. My dad was a player. And when we got back in the car from hanging out at this house, I remember my dad told me, hey, make sure you, you don't tell your mom where we were and you know i love my mom so when she asked me the next day where we were um i couldn't lie to her and i told her that we were we were at this girl's house later on that day this is february 15th uh, i'm five years old and my mom was on the phone and she was just bawling her eyes out crying and i didn't know who she was on the phone with but I remember her vividly handing me the phone and I grab it and it's my dad. And my dad just starts screaming at me and he goes, look at what you did. You're a liar. You ruined everything. Look at your mom right now. And in that moment, I told myself these two words. I'm worthless. I didn't know that those were the two words that I told myself in that moment. I didn't actually uncover that until like 20 years later and I started to, to, to go through um, therapy. I, I went through some work at a place called Landmark Education and it made so much sense to me when Landmark and uh, the work I was doing in some of their programs took me back to that moment. And when, when I actually went back to that moment, Man, I just started bawling my eyes out because it became so apparent how real these two words had been through my whole life from when I was a little kid getting good grades to um, getting into skateboarding to DJing to making money at a very early age. It was all to un- to cover up those two words. And no matter how well I did in school or skateboarding or making money I still felt worthless and when I went back to that story and realized that I had lived 20 years with this make-believe story about who I was it was so clear how I had been living my life based on what a five-year-old was thinking I couldn't stop crying because I saw how much it had been controlling me And it was all just a make-believe story. And the reality is it never actually goes away from me. And maybe your two words are, are, are something else. Or maybe it's three words. Maybe it's not as serious as my situation was. Maybe it was something like you were in class and you raised your hand and you said the wrong answer. And everybody laughed at you. Or... Maybe it was something even more serious than, than my own, but just about all of us have these two words where we started to develop the ego, this voice in our head that is not really our friend. And when you think about ego, I think the best acronym for it is edging God out. Because at our core of who we really are, we're love. We're loved. We're capable. You're already a breathing miracle. It's when we start to say, if it's going to be, it's up to me, that we actually edge God out and get disconnected from who we are at our core. So how do we shift this? What do we do? Well, the tool, the application I'd love to give you with this message It's about affirmations and an affirmation is it starts with the basis of the two most powerful words you can even see or find anywhere and it's I am because the reality is when you declare who you are as you declare it that becomes real and your affirmations you want to be really the tool to battle your ego. So. Who are you? So how do you create your affirmations? It's pretty simple. There's a couple rules that I recommend following and those rules are, um, number one, they're not negative, right, so you're, you're not gonna have an affirmation that says, I'm not out of shape, right? They're in the present, so it's, it's, it's not I'm going to, it's I am, and think about the things that you may want to create What is it that you're battling? From the moment I wake up, I get up at 4.47 every single day, simple affirmation I say is, I am alive, I am inspired, I am ready to make it happen today. I am alive, I am inspired, I am ready to make it happen today. What do you honestly think the ego is telling me at 4.47 in the morning? My ego's like, dude, you are full of ish. But the reality is, the more I say it, it becomes real. I just have to keep saying it over and over and over. And sometimes I have to say it 10 times while I'm in bed, not wanting to get up. I am alive, I'm inspired, I'm ready to make it happen today. Let's say it out loud together as you're driving around in your car listening to this right now. Say it, say it with me. I am alive, I am inspired, I am ready to make it happen today. And that's just for waking up and getting out of bed throughout the day. Think about the challenges that you're going to take on with your work. Think about the challenges that you're going to take on with family. Think about the challenges you're going to take on with your finances. The reality is as you speak it, it becomes real. And the reality is you're actually saying affirmations already. Whether you believe it or not, there's things that you're telling yourself about who you are that just might not be affirmations that are moving your life forward. So as you think about your family, speak it. I am an amazing son or I am an amazing daughter. I am an incredible father. I give my children an incredible amount of undivided attention and love. As you think about your craft and your business, I am a master at my craft. I get better and better every single day. As you think about money, for me, the breakthrough with my finances occurred after I was 30. Why? Well, truly, I believe that I had a limiting doubt, limiting beliefs about money. I was raised to think that when you get money, you should get rid of it as fast as possible before it gets taken away. That's not exactly the best way of thinking to create financial stability. I had to re-engineer my thoughts about money and create affirmations like, I am a great steward of my money. I believe money is a positive energy resource that I will use to improve my life and the lives of others around me. Whatever it is that you'd like to make happen, I promise you, as you create empowering affirmations around those things and tell it to yourself day in and day out, you can't write too many. I typically write three to four for each of the seven areas of life, which we'll get into next. And I change them every 90 days. So think about that. Three to four affirmations for the seven areas. That means anywhere from 30 to sometimes 50 affirmations covering all these seven areas of life, changing them every 90 days or so, reading them in the morning, sometimes reading them in the afternoon, sometimes reading them at night, but getting back connected to the core of who I ultimately want to be by speaking these things into existence. Practice it. See what happens. Number two, what Liz and I talked about is the will of life. One of my Favorite subjects right here aka the seven equities This is talked about in a lot of different books I don't know who invented it and I've heard it talked about in multiple ways Some people talk about seven some people mention nine. I just Looked at all the different ways. This has been discussed. I vibed really well with Zig Ziglar The zigzag Ziglar man rest in peace to one of the greatest of all time He wrote a book called see you at the top And one of Zig's best quotes, I think what he said is, you can get everything in life you want if you just help enough other people get what they want. Zig was truly an incredible speaker, writer. He actually created a planner that I used for a decade called the Performance Planner. So in that Performance Planner is actually where I would personally chip away at the seven equities. So what are the seven equities? Well, here's how I've broken them down and I've changed them around from uh, what I've seen in all the different books out there and I've broken it down to these seven areas. Mindset, health, soul, family, social, hustle and money. Mindset, health, soul. Family, social, hustle, and money, and I've been playing around with this and writing my goals in these seven areas since I was 17 years old. When I first got the news that I was going to be a father, I was like, "What the heck? I did. What do I need? To, what do I need to do to get my life together?" And this understanding really made a big impact on my life, but the biggest impact it made was actually recently. And it was at the end of 2015, where I had uh, something very awesome happen, followed by four months later, something not so awesome happened. And in 2015, I reached the pinnacle of what I've always wanted to do in real estate. there's a number that I think anybody who gets into real estate, man, when you make this amount, oh my gosh, you made it. <laughs> I had absolutely nothing in 2011 financially. I wasn't anybody in real estate that anybody should ever look up to. I sold four homes in 2011 and by 2015, I had started a company. We were the number one company in the number one office in California for our brokerage. And um, we sold over $100 million in real estate, in homes. Uh, that, that is a lot of real estate to sell when just four years earlier, um, you sold four in a year. Four months later, I relapsed. Sobriety had been something I had been working on since 2013. And in 2015, I set seven major goals. And I reached every single one. Most of those goals were around, um, honestly, things that were a bit materialistic. Uh, I wanted to, to, to buy my dream home. I wanted to buy my dream car. I always wanted to get this stupid watch. I wanted to take my family on this crazy dream vacation. I wanted to be number one in our brokerage. And then I wanted to speak at the big event with 10,000 people that my brokerage does. I reached every single one of those goals in 2015. And in April 2016, I found myself at a place where I could literally risk it all. I drank that night and a few other things that put me at a place in the morning, very thankful that I was alive. And I had to have a very honest conversation with uh, myself, God, and my wife as to why that happened. And I went back to the seven equities. And I said, all right, Kev, what's going on here, dude? Well, mindset. Check, doing good. Physical. Check, doing good. Spiritual. uh, Let's skip that one. I don't know what's going on there. Family. Check. Good. Social. Check. Good. Business. Check. Good. Money. Check. Good. So why did I do this? Why did I risk it all? Well, in the seven equities, it talks about how those first three, those are crucial. Your mindset, your health, and your soul those are crucial. Those are the first three. You know, when you're in an emergency situation in an airplane, you got to put that oxygen mask on yourself first. And I skipped one of the three. If the first three were the legs on a chair and you you, you, you knock one of those legs off, you're guaranteed to fall. And that's what happened for me. And so The seven equities became so crucial and especially the understanding of those first three. And I adjusted. I adjusted my flight path. And since 2016, I began pouring into that equity that was very weak. So what do you do in this, this application? What do you do with the seven equities? Well, what I would recommend is drawing out a pie graph. Right, draw out a pie graph and make seven pies. Right. And that's gonna become your wheel. And what I would recommend is shade in the the each of those pies based on how full you are in that area. If you're totally full and fulfilled in the area of your finances or family or fitness, that wheel should be that pie should be totally filled up to the top. Totally filled up to the top. And if you're very empty there, it should be right there at the bottom. Then ask yourself, how's this ride looking? If this were a wheel on a car, how's this ride looking? And then set some goals that light you up. Take a look at these areas and put the pen to paper. This is where the magic happens right here. Put the pen to paper and write out your goals in these seven areas. What do you want for your life within your mindset? What do you want physically? What do you want? Spiritually, with your family, with your social life, with your finances, with your business. You are the creator for your life's movie. As you take the time to put the pen to paper, this is where the party gets started. But you gotta put the pen to paper. Like we said a million times last year by Mr. Greg S. Reed who said, A dream written down with a date becomes a goal. A goal broken down into steps becomes a plan. A plan backed by action becomes reality. Number three, discipline equals freedom. If it's not in your schedule, it doesn't exist. So from 2012 to 2015, as I built my company, I basically looked at the five things that I have to do in order to make this company work. And what I did is I put these five things into my schedule and I stuck with it no matter what. Just to give you an example, one of the five things was to knock on 50 doors a day, a thousand doors a month. I was by myself. I didn't have the case logo yet. I didn't have assistance. I didn't have I didn't have any of this stuff. I just looked at what I wanted to do and I said, if I'm gonna make this happen, I know it's gonna take a lot of discipline. Let's go. Let's get it. And fast forward to 2016, people were looking at my business like, oh wow, that looks they they they're just Kev just shows up and deals happen. Yeah, it looks effortless now, but what people didn't see who only where became aware of what we were doing in 2016 was the amount of rejection was the amount of defeat was the amount of being yelled at and told to never call them ever again. I mean, to create that level of discipline, uh, there were so many times where I wanted to give up and throw in the towel. So what I recommend doing is taking a look at your big goal and putting it in the schedule. And sticking to it no matter what, I call it time blocking. Time blocking. And as you put the, that thing, those things into your schedule, the other thing that I really think helps is telling other people about your schedule and creating a system around yourself that supports you to do the things you need to do even when you don't feel like doing it. And just remember, discipline equals freedom, time blocking. Number four, the fourth thing we put up on the screen was contrast creates clarity. Contrast creates clarity. And there's a method that I'm gonna go in about this and I call it, it's the triple R's. And this is for how I overcome and get through any funk. And that triple R stands for recognize, realize, and recreate. I have two examples here of how I applied this process and it helped me break through. Uh, Example number one was becoming a father in high school. I was 17 when I got this news and I literally thought it was the end of my life. Um, That's kind of how it feels at 17 when you get the news that you've got a life to take care of now. And what I had to recognize was... uh, that I was in this space of fear. So no matter what it is that you're going through, step one is recognize it. And that was not hard to recognize that I was in a state of fear. It was very, very evident. Sometimes it's a subconscious thing. And so, you know, you don't even recognize that you're in fear or recognize that you're depressed or recognize that you're, you're angry. You know, it's, it's our thoughts are, are really taking over how w- we, we feel. And many times we're taking actions, not because of how we're thinking, we're taking action because of how we're feeling. And that's where things go wrong. So step one is recognize how you feel. Step two is realize the real lies. So at 17 years old, becoming a father, What was the lie? Well, the lie was my life's over, and I'm never going to have fun ever again. It was a very simple lie. Um, That was the reality at that time um, for me in my mind. So how do you realize the real lies? Well, you have to be smart about it and really think about it. Well, is my life really over? What is reality? Well, reality is I'm going to have a human being to take care of. And I'm going to need to provide for this little human being financially and invest time. Does that mean my life's over? No, dude. But I had to go through this process. And again, I actually learned this at Landmark Education. This is where you separate what happened. Think of what happened. And you separate that from the story. That's also what this is called. Separating what happens with the story. And... Um, it was very powerful to realize that this was actually a make-believe lie. And once you're able to do that, you get to do this other thing called recreate. And at 17, I created the possibility of freedom and fun as a 17-year-old dad. And as you create that, it becomes alive. And I spoke that into existence and, Man, looking back, my son is like one of the biggest reasons why any of this happened. He's the one that caused me to dig deep into the books. He's the one that got me off of the street and really was my biggest motivator. But you got to recognize, realize, and recreate. The second thing was in 2011, where in a six-month period, I lost my best friend, Jonas, and six months later, I lost my dad. And what I had to recognize in that space was the, the depression and the sadness. I had to catch it and realize that I was there. Once I caught it, I had to realize the real lies. One of the biggest lies was that it was my fault. And that if I had done this and if I had done that, they would still be here. And the real, real lies about that, the reality was about that. Is I didn't have control over what either of them did. I did the best that I possibly could as a friend. I did the best that I possibly could with what I knew at that time as a son. So what do I want to recreate? Well, I chose to recreate my opportunity to carry on the legacy of both of them. And instead of moving forward in my future with guilt, I move forward in my future with inspiration, with love, with gratitude for having these two incredible human beings in my life during the time that I did. And those two have become my greatest motivators. And number five, this is like my favorite one, Manifest prime. What the heck is that? What is Manifest Prime? You mean Amazon Prime? No, I mean Manifest Prime. And I, this actually came up in the year that I was coaching Liz. Uh, I came up with this slogan because Liz was so freaking fast at manifesting things. It was like we would talk about getting a, get, getting a certain opportunity. Boom. I'm like, Liz, open your sunroof because that thing is about to pop in from pe- from people she wanted to manifest in her life to Manifesting a free car to the big one, which was, I'm going to work with Oprah. I'm going to work with Oprah. I'm going to work with Oprah. Boom. The call from the own network comes in. Manifest Prime. How does it happen? Well, Manifest Prime happens with three steps. Ask, believe, receive. Write that down. Ask, believe, receive. This is no secret that this is the art of manifestation. This is what was talked about in the book, The Secret. But I do believe that one of the things that The Secret missed a bit was that the key to number three, receive, it's give. The art of receiving is really a deeper understanding that you get what you give. And if you really want to receive, you have to make sure that you're giving the right amount of energy that is in alignment with that thing that you want to receive. So if it's a Grammy you want to receive, well, you have to give Grammy energy. If it's $10 million listing you want to receive, well, you have to give $10 million listing. If it's Dream relationship? Well, you have to give dream amount of love to the right person. You get what you give. The key to number three, which is receive, is understanding that you get what you give. Manifest prime. Ask, believe, receive. Once you match what you're giving, as long as you're giving is aligning... With that thing that you truly want, get out of the way and make room on your doorstep because it's coming. Manifest Prime. Thank you guys so much. I hope you enjoyed this bonus episode of Project Mindset, episode 31. We're doing every single thing we can to pour into you guys love, inspiration, energy, those vibes. All we ask for in return is to share because to teach is to learn twice. So if you're getting something out of this, what I want you to know is I'm not some super teacher. I'm just somebody who came up on these gems and I'm giving them to you guys. So what my request is, you give them to somebody else. Share it with your friends. Teach classes about this stuff. Post it on your Insta. And as of right now, You can actually go to the site which is projectmindset.co we got a site now guys what's up with that projectmindset.co major shout out to my partner no passion major shout out my dude david abstracts guys this thing is coming together go to projectmindset.co and take a look at the pages that we created for you guys Uh, It's under downloads. You can take those things and you can actually write out what your goals are in the seven equities. Make sure you go and take a look at the download section on our site. It's free. Have fun with it. Stay focused. Stay inspired. And we'll talk to you guys soon.